Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dr. Jason Kinderchuk is the Canada Research Chair of the Department of Medical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases at the University of Manitoba. He also served as Scientific Diagnostics Lead in Liberia during the West African Ebola virus disease epidemic. And uh, Dr. Kinderchuk is very good with, uh, with us, uh, giving us his time on this program. I always like to ask doctors how they are. How are you, Dr. Kinderchuk? That's a good question. You know, it's tumultuous, right? You know, Manitoba, we've been doing very, very well. We we watched what happened in Alberta and Saskatchewan, and I think, uh, you know, we're able to keep things suppressed, but cases are climbing, and we're back in this position of trying to get out to the public and saying, listen, the the vaccines are one part of our defense, but they are not the sole uh, purveyor of us getting through this. And it's it's a difficult time. People are tired. It's, It's cold. It's getting dark. Um, you know, we, it's, it, it feels in many ways like we're back in 2020, but we are, you know, making a lot of progress. So I, we just have to keep at it. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you if you can uh, assess for us or interpret for us what Dr. Tam means when she warns of a, quote, bit of turbulence, end quote, and also says, quote, there may be bumps in our trajectory over the coming weeks with further easing of public health measures. What exactly is Dr. Tam warning us about. Yeah, I think it's really trying to get the message out that, listen, we're, we're not going to see a day where we say, okay, listen, the, the pandemic is completely done, everything is back to normal. Um, as we start to ease public health measures, when you look at the overall vaccination rates and you look at, at what Delta has done and how easily it transmits, um, we know that there are going to be flare-ups. We are going to hear about cases. It, certainly the virus is going to find uh, those areas of our population where we have low vaccine uptake. And we're going to see, uh, you know, some, some ebbs and flows in this. And I think it's trying to, to get that message out to say, listen, it is not done. We are not through all this yet. We're making progress. We've got to keep at it. But, uh, listen, we're, we, we've got to be, you know, appreciative that, that this is not over. Yeah, I don't know how you, make, how you deliver that message in an effective manner some 20 months after this whole thing began. Because I think people are tuning out. Uh, They're not hearing a bit of turbulence anymore. They're not hearing there'll be bumps in the trajectory. They're just saying, yeah, yeah, and moving on. I I get it. Uh, You know, certainly, I I think the vaccines, the the success of the vaccines has been unbelievable. When you look at the the overall efficacy against uh, hospitalization and your disease. But there's that other aspect, which was the protection from infection that I think there was a narrative that got portrayed that, oh, as long as I get vaccinated, everything's back to normal. Well, that's not quite the case. And I think you are seeing that backlash of people saying, wait a second, I thought things were going to be back to normal now once once I was vaccinated. Um, unfortunately, we have to be fluid in our responses because viruses, frankly, are, are very, very fluid. And, and certainly the, the situation is going to continue to change. So... 
this booster shot that is going to be administered to just about everybody as we go through the balance of this year, I imagine, those who want it. But this booster shot is not the... Uh, it's not. It's not the end all, is it? It's. It's, it's just another step. I, I guess my question is: Are we getting ahead of COVID? Are we keeping abreast of COVID, or are we falling behind COVID? Or do we not know? Well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, listen, I think in North America and, and certainly uh, in very, many high income countries, we're, we're getting ahead. We, we certainly know. Uh, you know, what to do in, in regards to hospitalization. We're seeing the overrepresentation in those that are ending up hospitalized. So we know that the vaccines certainly are our ticket to getting control of, of the healthcare system. Where we fall behind, and, and frankly, we've been behind all along, has been our support for low and middle income countries. I think, again, we are stuck in this in this you know narrative where listen, we're giving boosters out and, and we're you know making sure that doses are, are delivered here. But when you look at the doses that are making it into the areas uh, that, that don't have, you know, good health care access, we are struggling unbelievably. Um, let me come back for just a moment to this whole idea about being vaccinated, not vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. We believe in it. Some people do not. And they're outspoken in their in their opposition to it. And I don't know that I don't know that uh, they're going to be persuaded otherwise. But there was quite a a dramatic step being taken in Austria, as I'm sure you're aware, where the chancellor of that country has said, if you're not vaccinated, we're going to lock you down. We're just going to force you to stay in your home unless you have absolutely necessary things to do, like go to the doctor, go to the grocery store. On Monday, they're already doing that in two provinces in Austria. They're talking about doing it with the entire unvaccinated population of that country, what do you think of that kind of move? Are we at the are we at a, are we at a crossroads where something like that? And you're the, you you saw Ebola in uh, in West Africa, so you've seen the worst of the worst. Are we? In a, I'm not I'm not trying to compare COVID with Ebola. Are we in a situation now with COVID where we might be considering mass lockdowns of unvaccinated people, or am I taking you into a political spectrum here? No, no, I think it's a fair question. I, I hope not. Um, this is certainly where, where we need to have social scientists uh, you know, involved in, in our outreach programs, because this is not this is certainly a, a long term solution in, in terms of trying to get uh, messaging out to the public. I don't think we can just go to locking everybody down that is not vaccinated because this isn't necessarily just um, you know a standoffishness. In some cases, there's you know, uh, you know going back to historical persecution or, or different belief systems, um, and then of course we have disadvantaged communities that have not had ready access to vaccines. So I, I think we have to look at this from the perspective that we're not going to solve it in the next few weeks. Um, this is going to take years, but then we have to figure out what we need to have in place to to try and get control of, of transmission. And unfortunately, vaccines are part of it. But we're still going to need to have other uh, non-pharmaceutical interventions that are going to be able to uh, to, to control this. And, and we're going to have to keep doing surveillance. It's, that's why I keep saying it. It, it is not going to end all in one day. It's going to be a, a long-term solution to the end of this pandemic. Dr. Kendra Chuck, for the parents of uh, young children, and, and I mentioned uh, the statistic 85% of those 12 years of age and over in this country are vaccinated, Dr. Tam says the decision to authorize a vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds is going to come in the next one to two weeks. What's the, what's the argument for? Because a lot of parents are going to say, I'm just not comfortable with that. 
Yeah, it's a great question, right? So, listen, I, I certainly am empathetic to, to parents because you know we, we've seen the vaccines rolled out so quickly, and there are a lot of parents that are saying, "Do I need to get my kid vaccinated?" Because we haven't heard about massive, you know, numbers of fatalities of children. But I think the argument is, we're not at a zero-sum risk for kids. Certainly, kids are getting infected. They're able to transmit in the community, and we know that a percentage of those kids, even though it's lower frequency than adults, they are going to end up with severe complications. And I think that's the real crux of it is how confident are you in your child or or their immune system or or your surroundings that they're not going to be the ones that end up getting infected and or getting really, really sick. I'm not willing to take that chance, and certainly I don't want to have the people around me um, some of the consequences because I didn't get my child vaccinated and, and unfortunately they passed on the virus. So I think we have to look at this from the perspective of what has the data told us and what are the risks associated with kids actually getting sick and getting infected. Yeah, we're on still on a learning curve with this COVID virus. Um, I have to ask you this, since you've seen the worst of the worst and you were in uh, Liberia, during the uh, Ebola virus epidemic, what was that like? Ah, horrible. Um, there, there, there were aspects of it that were amazing, and I think the biggest to me was seeing certainly the, uh, the local researchers and community members that got involved in the response, even though they knew they were going to be ostracized and were ostracized by their community. That was unbelievable for me to see because I think you've got that perspective that, oh, we actually can defeat these things. When we, uh, you know, when we actually implore those locally to, to be involved, the the difficulty was, and, and still haunts me to this day, the, this is an area of the world that does not have ready access to healthcare, and that was where we, we saw just unbelievable suffering. Yeah, thank you for what you do for people. You're a, you're a good guy and a great doctor, and uh, it takes real commitment and dedication, and you have that, and we thank you for that. Thank you, Roy. It's a community effort, to say the least. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.